This is DJ Z, and you are now listening to the Big Gulp Belt Podcast. We are going live at the Big Old Belt Podcast. I am your host here, Two Chance. I got my whole crew with me tonight. Hill, Will, Mahoney, and Jamal. How y'all guys doing? Doing all right. A Good. snowy night here in the Virginia area as a winter is upon us this <laughs> <evening>. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, but we definitely have truly a special guest tonight uh, with so much to cover. Thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in, all the retweets and love and support um, as we promote this. We have our special guest, DJ Z. What's going on, buddy? Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> oh, air horn without the air horn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, buddy? Me. That's good, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, no. I didn't know this app existed. We're hanging out on Google Hangouts, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> not a bad way to spend a Thursday night. Not at all. Not at all. Thanks for, uh, thanks for definitely hanging out with us, making our Thursday night much more exciting. Um. As we get into it really quick, one thing I want to talk about uh, really fast is let's let's talk about the DJ side of you. I feel like a lot of people don't um, haven't really asked about it, but it is absolutely very fascinating information I was able to find out. First of all, if I could redo the show, should I just introduce you as uh, DJ Foreign Objects? Is that okay? Oh, God. Dude, the early days of me DJing, I, I really was paranoid about what my name would be. And that's because I had so many bad wrestling names like Shima Zion and Zima Ion. There's even a name that I had for like three matches once. It was Michael Monte Carlo, which was a terrible name that some people still like uh, call me and make fun of me for to this day. But uh, <laughs> So I didn't want to let that happen with DJing. So I was like really sure that I was going to pick the best name and I went through about like 30 different names like publicly before I finally landed on uh, just being DJZ, which was my wrestling name. <laughs> but, but Foreign Objects was one of those like really terrible names that I came up with trying to like blend wrestling and uh, music together in some way. So Foreign Objects was one Then I even had another terrible idea. I was like, what's my favorite all time basketball sneaker? I'm like the Air Bacons. I'll be DJ Air Bacon. Like I had so many like <laughs> No. Then I thought yeah. I found a really good one uh, in Filipino language in Tagalog. Uh, there's a, a street word. It's like slang for a, like a stray dog or like a street dog, mm-hmm. dog, what have you. It's called Ascal. So Ascal. I thought I'll be DJ Ascal. And then the first time I said that, it was Jimmy Rave or Sanjay, somebody like that. One of them was like, did you say DJ Ascal? And I'm like, no, not Ascal. No, not Ascal. <laughs> So I was like, all right, well, that name's not going to work. And that was my favorite one. And then I was like, maybe I'll change it to something cool, like like vam- like va- vampire or something, vampiris. I was like, that sounds hard. But it was like just so stupid in the end because I was like, 
I was like, why am I trying to like have another name? So now I have to promote DJ Z and then promote something else. And that's way too much effort for me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like confusing because if I'm trying to get people to follow me, I remember I had one awkward moment. I DJed on uh, Shade 45, Sway in the Morning. Oh. Uh, that's probably the yeah. biggest thing I did in DJing. Uh, I, was, I was on a show. It was Ethan Hawke, the actor. Then it was me. And then it was young Jeezy. That was the guest that day. So I'm like, damn, I'm in good company right now. <laughs> Heck even yeah. Though, even though I thought that Ethan Hawke was actually Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray. So that was really <laughs> after. That's an awesome thing. <laughs> that is tremendous. Dude, I'm so serious. Like, I was setting up my equipment and they're interviewing Ethan Hawke. And I'm looking up. I'm like, damn. So that's what Mark McGrath's doing. He's in movies now. That's crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> Yeah, I'll never watch Training Day the same. (laughs) I'll never watch Training Day the same. I seriously thought it was Mark McGrath, but whatever. And uh, and then I met Jeezy. That was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, good moment for me. And I didn't screw up the DJing portion of it. I did real well. Uh, Had some friends that listened to the show live. I think some of my family listened. So I mean, that was the coolest thing I did in DJing. Uh, I also put out a track with. Conway the Machine, who's a rapper on uh, Shady Records, mm-hmm. and I remixed Gangrel's theme song for it. Uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. I mean, I, I did some cool stuff, but in the end, it was like taking too much attention away from wrestling, and I needed to get focused on wrestling again, especially uh, at the time that I was heavily into it, like with the music, like 2015. I was like real deep in the music, and that's when we lost Spike TV. And uh, a lot of things changed at Impact Wrestling. And I found myself having to uh, get back on the independence and make a name for myself there in order to keep wrestling as yeah. my living. And music was just taking too much time away from it. So I don't really do much these days. Uh, but every now and then I'll do something interesting. I remixed Kenny Omega's theme music. Definitely heard that. Ago. Yeah. Oh, cool. That took, all, that took all crazy online. Yeah, you know what? That, that isn't even, like, mastered either. Uh, like, I think that that track could sound even better if I, like, put it in the hands of some crazy audio engineer or something yeah. like that. And maybe that's something I'll do one day. But, uh, yeah, I've DJed some events. I did all-ins uh, pre-show party with Flip Gordon, and I did the post-show party. And now I'm doing nice. the Bullet Club block yeah. party, WrestleMania yep. weekend. So... Every now and then I'll still do something, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's definitely another passion of mine, but one that is hard to juggle with wrestling. I feel you. Yeah, um, I was upon doing my research, I saw that you did do a DJ set here for our local news station, Fox Five. Uh, oh my which was, god! Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, that's pretty. That was pretty dope. Um, and uh, you. Yeah, and then you <laughs> went to. You went to the DJ camp too, um, um, back to back to rock, which some of my friends I know went there and DJed as well. Yeah, um, I actually won a DJ battle there. Oh, for real? Yeah, in like 2013. And um, yeah, and then I obviously you uh, DJed at Club Fur. Rest in peace. It's no longer a club here, but oh, imagine man. now if you're still yeah, into it, you you'll be yeah. at Echo Stage in no time. Dude, I had a lot of wild nights at Fur back in the day. <laughs> for real. Oh, there's some conversations for that. Oh, yeah. man. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. And like Echo Stage, honestly, like 
I, I went to a lot of shows at Echo Stage. I was there the opening night of Echo Stage. They had oh. Sandra Van Dorn DJing. That, that was uh, dude, that was kind of like a pivotal night in me wanting to do the DJ thing because, uh, I don't know, it was my first time being a part of that kind of like EDM yeah. uh, festival type of experience. And I don't know, I fell in love with it that night. And I was like, yeah, I feel something here. It reminds me of uh, the first time I watched wrestling and decided I wanted to be a wrestler. Very similar type of feelings. So uh, I actually oh echo stage a lot and me yeah. making this uh this little uh journey into djing but yeah dude maybe i'll go back one day i don't know <laughs> the door's still open it's not closed that's for sure yeah diplo's <laughs> there tonight now that i look at it let's go guys you get the molly i'll come to dc let's make it <laughs> <laughs> if you know if you know what i know you can just walk in there and know somebody end up giving it to you <laughs> yeah i believe that <laughs> not that i would no, but I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> they're always in the news for some something something going on in there, but they're still floating somehow, some way. Like I said, Diplo's there tonight, so tonight's probably going off. So that's right, yeah, I believe that. And also, too, just the last little thing I want to uh, bring up, bring about DJing. So you did say that um, Crystal Method was the album too, uh, was the band in Vegas being their album was uh, pretty much the other you know kickstarter for wanting you to really get into it i'm I mean, still yeah. a still a fan uh i mean i don't keep up with their like present day stuff i'm sure they're still releasing albums and making great music I, yeah I, I can't say that i've like followed along but yeah uh crystal method vegas that was like the first time i ever heard like techno electronic kind of music whatever you have you know like uh i was like 11 years old i remember i was so into some of those tracks uh uh, I mean, I was kind of the DJ even from back then. I, my local, like, peewee football team that I played on, uh, we would do this thing, right, where uh, when we'd have home games, like, all the, like, cheerleaders and uh, the other, like, levels of players, they would, like, all like, line up and form, like, a, like a tunnel, and they'd have, like, a big <laughs> banner for you to, like, run oh, through. Right. So, like, <laughs> So, like we'd, we'd stand at like the you get so hyped man i wish i did that for wrestling or something <laughs> like the, it was some crazy energy i can remember it even now like you'd be like standing at like the at the goal post and then like you're gonna like run down this like uh tunnel and then burst through the banner right and every time we do that like we have a song playing at some point i don't know how i like politic myself into this position but 11 year old me got put in charge of what songs we would run through each week going <laughs> through the banner like what a what a great like position of power and uh i mean some of the tracks that i had us run out to included uh tommy dreamers ecw music <laughs> 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 and like i remember like all the other kids were like what is this song like they didn't even like know what it was <laughs> like i was doing it literally to just pop myself like we ran out to Tommy Dreamer's music. Definitely the Degeneration X theme song at one point. Like that <laughs> happened. Uh, and and then Busy Child by Crystal Method was another one that I definitely remember having us run through the banner with. And dudes like on the team, like again, we're just like, what what is this music? Like, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> just went over everybody's head, but I don't know, whatever. Like, no, trust me, it's cool, man. It's cool. Believe me. <laughs> Well, I wish you guys played on my football team. But. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, ne I had never heard of Crystal Method. I, I um, 
once uh, researching for today, I went ahead and listened to the last CD. It came out uh, last September. Um, the last CD is called The Trip Home, and instantly a couple of tracks on there. I was like, oh, okay, I see what we're doing here. So, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely I'll have to listen to that. Yeah, Maybe it's uh, on, my, on my flight to PWG tomorrow. That's, that's right. We got to talk about that. Yeah. So, I wanted right. to ask you uh, yeah, a couple quick uh, unrelated things. Uh, number one, uh, your background, you have a degree in journalism from West Virginia, uh, right? Yes. Uh, go Mountaineers. So not too far from here, actually. Now, how do you, how do you think, uh, in what regard has that journalism background, because you were like a marketing major, uh, how do you think that's helped you? And, and what have you taken from that and, and brought it to the wrestling world? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I guess... One thing that it definitely helped me with in journalism was, uh, uh, and this is probably like not an answer that you'd be expecting, but I think I got more comfortable with uh, speaking publicly because I would do a lot of presentations in uh, my advertising classes. That was my like major in journalism school. So uh, we had to constantly do like presentations, right? And uh, I was very nervous and like shy at first in the beginning when we would do that, but. Uh, as time went on, I got like more comfortable. And then I was like, Oh dude, I'm basically cutting wrestling promos. Like this class is like my audience. I need to start treating this like it's a promo. So then I just like started going in and getting super confident with it. And then that made me like more uh, comfortable doing the same thing in the wrestling ring too. So uh, yeah, it actually did help me in some ways. And uh, how else? I don't know. Like I should have like way better social media like game, because of my advertising background and my journalism degree, like I should be a lot better, but I'm just lazy. And uh, yeah, I don't update social media. Like, I'm not like <laughs> not, not that into it, but it's like, I know what to do. I just don't feel like doing it. So uh, yeah, I guess that's one other thing. It taught me how to do things that I'm too lazy to do. So <laughs> no, that, that totally makes sense. But I'm glad you spoke of social media. I was speaking around your YouTube channel that you rarely update. But yeah, I came exactly. across, right. <laughs> so I came across a, a video that from last April, you're in Mexico City. Yeah. And oh, there's yeah. a wrestling ring in this alley. It's, uh, you could uh, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, an intergender cage death match with light tubes <laughs> in the middle of this alley. I think a chicken runs across the background some damn where, and you're just sitting eye level with the cage. While all hell is breaking loose, one guy has light tubes shoved down the back of his pants, and he takes like a crescent kick to the small of the back. Uh, I, I need to know, number one, uh, was there a winner? Uh, number two, <laughs> where, were, where were you shooting from? You were on a balcony of some kind. Was that your hotel room? What, uh, how did you just like rent an Airbnb for this death match uh, in you know, Ali Starcade event. Like, what the hell was happening there? Dude, this interview's lit. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what was going on that day. Uh, I have this psychotic friend down in Mexico. His name's Lowrider. This kid's terrible. I could spend like an entire interview just burying him and telling him what <laughs> terrible things he's done to me over the years. But this little asshole. Uh, Finally had like a fucking baby face turn uh, when I got injured and almost died in Mexico. Suddenly he was my best friend and then uh, came to the hospital to visit me and was like checking on me and stuff. And I'm like, oh, wow, look at him. Like, 
maybe he's finally like grown up or something like that. Uh, <laughs> and then he invites me to a, to a show he's doing in Nesa, which is a terrible part of Mexico City. That's like inviting me oh, to a sure show not. in Compton or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm it's, like, no, it's okay. not a good look. Yeah, no, it's, it's terrible over there. So I'm just like, okay, yeah, okay, let's go to Nesa, like whatever. Uh, this is like five days after I got out of the hospital and I'm in the streets in a fucking terrible neighborhood. And I'm like, yeah, this probably isn't like the best move. Uh, I can't run away if somebody pulls a gun on me right now because my stomach's like held together by like stitches. So whatever, let's just go anyway for a wrestling show. And it was a wrestling show. It was the funniest thing. It was, it was set up like in the street and there was a ring and there was like music playing and uh, like, it was just random. Like there was probably like 20 people watching and like, I, I was like, actually more surprised at how many people didn't care. Yeah, I know. It was like 20 <laughs> people that were just like, there hanging out like, all right, whatever. There's some wrestling in the ring. And uh, the semi main event, there was probably only like four or five matches, but like the semi main event, they start setting up a cage and I'm like, there's a cage match. Like we're in the street and like 20 people. Like, why would there be a cage match? It's not necessary, you know? Like, these people didn't pay for this. Like, so they just set up a cage. And then they start bringing out the light tubes. And I'm like, why are we doing death matches? Like, on the street show in front of 20 people? Steel cage, light tube, death match? They're not playing around, man. No one's getting paid for this. It's another Friday night. There you go. And then when just when you think it can't, oh, this was even a Friday night. This was a Saturday morning. <laughs> it's literally the middle of the day. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Well, I gotta see this video. Morning. So this is Saturday morning cartoons for the kids. Then, <laughs> and just when you think it doesn't get any more ridiculous, it's a it's an intergender light tube death match <laughs> in a cage. It's intergender. Like, there's so many things ridiculous about this, and then you just have to put it over the top and make it an intergender light tube steel cage death match on a Saturday morning in an alley for 20 people that didn't pay. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so That's the best fever dream I've heard never. So, I was like, the, the wrestlers were hanging out in this like house, and uh, the house was like the locker room, and on the uh, the second floor. They had like a little like porch, like patio type thing. And that's where I was hanging out filming the death match from. And I remember it got a lot of views on Facebook when I first put it out. Like it went like mini viral on Facebook. And uh, I tried to upload it on YouTube like a year later because I forgot to do it uh, the first time around. So I put it on my YouTube channel and like it has like a couple hundred views, but it should have like thousands. Like, We're tweeting that baby out tonight. <laughs> yeah, that video should be on World Star. Should be on Daniel Tosh on ridiculousness. It's definitely that level. But uh, but yeah, I just haven't like promoted it or sent it to any of those places. But maybe I should. I probably get paid. So. <laughs> Things you can yeah, only look. see on DJ Z's YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, is, 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 I mean, that's about the most interesting thing. All the rest is like really terrible, like attempts at vlogs and stuff like that. So, you know, check it but out I, if you want. I love that you ended. I love that you ended with just another day in Mexico City. Dude, it's true, <laughs> man. Like, 
Mexico City is a very ridiculous place. Like, there's always yeah. something crazy going down. Like, I've never like went there and not had a ridiculous experience happen. So, I think that's why I couldn't live there back in the day. It's like, dude, something would have happened. Like, I would have been dead or something within a year just because of how crazy that place is. Yeah. But for some reason, I just keep going back. I don't know what's wrong with me. I must, uh... <laughs> it's it's a beautiful city. Zona Rosa will eat you alive. Yeah, I mean, Zona Rosa is a. Uh... I mean, there's a lot of energy and activity going on over there. Uh, I, I've seen, like, homeless guys, like, sleeping in the street in Zona Rosa, like, on the sidewalk. I thought they were dead. It was really crazy. They would just, like, lay on the sidewalk, and I'd just be staring at them. I'm like, I don't know if they're asleep or dead, but this is weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you see a lot of strange things in Mexico City, <laughs> no matter what part you're in. You could be in the nicest part, and you're still going to see something that uh, you just can't explain. <laughs> yep. Well, since we, since time is, uh, you know, of the essence, I definitely want to go ahead and ask you about where you're going to be tomorrow, uh, PWG. Yeah. I, I, it looks like, and, you know, I, I hate to you know be that guy, but it looks like you have a match that could be a show stealer. Uh, it's you and the Puma King, who's done some definitely, you know, big name in Mexico, uh, kind of <laughs> did what you did uh, earlier last year. And announced that he was leaving CMLL and, you know, went his own way. Now, knowing that, you know, what you what that match could bring to the card, does that uh, does it add any butterflies? Does it does it add it to your resolve to, you know, to overperform? Um, you know, or do you look at a car and, and your placement of the card and go, the work is still the work and the match is going to go the way it needs to go? I don't know. It's like there's pressure always, you know, Uh Having a, a, a great match at a place like PWG, it's like, yeah, that's cool. But, you know, what's not cool is, like, being the one guy that has the bad match at PWG. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, because it's like, it's if you just look at the way social media is on the internet. Like, nobody really talks about what's good, usually. They just talk about what sucks and what's bad and what didn't go mm -hmm. right. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to be in that spot on the show. Like, I don't want to have people say, oh, dude, DJZ sucked tonight, whatever. So, yeah, there's pressure. And when it's a place like PWG that's got a reputation for great wrestling, that just, like, lets you know, hey, like, we have to have a great match tonight. And uh, having a great match for uh, a crazy high flyer like myself means uh, increasing the risk. At least for me it does. Like, I got some weird pride. I know that, like, I don't have to, like, kill myself. I don't have to go hard, uh, especially, like, these days. But uh, I don't know, something inside me, like, just uh, can't seem to not do something stupid and death-defying, and that adds pressure as well. So yeah, all in all, it's 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 gonna be a high-pressure situation, but uh, I seem to rise in those situations, and I'm gonna do my best to uh, have a great match. But yeah, you definitely feel some nerves, and uh, it sucks. But in some ways, you know, it's a good thing. It lets you know you care. And you live by the yeah. motto of no reward to life without risk. So it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, be all day, like, doing crazy maneuvers and, like, how I need to slow down or whatever. But uh, 2019, believe me, uh, I am one of the, like, hottest free agents in wrestling. And I'm not saying that in a braggadocious way. I'm saying that, like... It's pure fact. Like, I do have, like, 
promotions that are interested in me, like major promotions. <laughs> and uh, I think that's because of the reputation that I've built on the independent scene the last two years, uh, especially. And uh, they, they wouldn't come calling if, you know, they weren't interested in what I do. So that lets me know that despite the risks that I've taken, despite uh, all the injuries, it's, you know, built me a name that major promotions look at and want to add to their rosters and put on their shows. And that just makes me feel like I did something right. No, you're definitely, I can't imagine how you wouldn't be on anyone's radar. Just looking at the last couple months of names you faced from dragon lead, a great Sasuke, to bandito to yeah, Shane. Been kind of crazy, I guess these last couple months, it has been kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, it just, just it blew me away just seeing the variety. And that, that's, I think, what's really standing out to me is like you got luchadors in there. You got Japanese wrestlers. You got young up-and-comers like Jungle Boy just last week. It's like yeah. it's all over the map. And I think that's really a testament to the, to, I guess, the skill set that you have going for you. And Lord knows if there's ever a time to be a free agent. I mean, I don't know if wrestling's really had a free agency season like this before. But this seems yeah, to be. I don't think so. Now. I mean, wrestling hasn't had as many opportunities uh, for promotions that could sign you to major contracts. Like, it used to be just, like, WWE and Impact for, like, most of these, like, years. Or WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor. You know, there hasn't been, like, that many places. And now there's so many. So, yeah, the free agency thing, like, does mean something. It's not me just trying to sound like a prima donna or something. It's like, no, dude. Like, I've been under a contract for the last seven years to where I, like, didn't have an option to go anywhere else. Like, I had to be at that one promotion that I was signed to, Impact Wrestling. And uh, this is the first time in seven years that I am able to sign somewhere else. And uh, it just so happens that there's like six different places, seven different places now yeah. that could <laughs> sign you. So, uh, yeah, you got to let the world know. Like, you're available. You're a free agent. And it's an exciting time. It's a good position to be in, too, because uh, I have been contacted by promotions. And uh you know we'll have some more news on that in the future like stay tuned but uh yeah it's it's an exciting time for sure and uh being a free agent i know that was the right move now like it's always a little bit of anxiety like walking away from something familiar changing your life mm -hmm. uh, in some drastic way and impact wrestling like while i was there for seven years like you know i got comfortable there like that was my home they were paying me to be a wrestler and uh, to not have that safety net in some ways, to not have that safety net anymore and just be purely independent, it's kind of scary because it's like, okay, uh, we know we're not going to get paychecks. Like, we have to do these independent shows every single weekend. Yeah. We want the bills paid. Uh, otherwise, we got to get a different job. So, yeah, yeah, these first couple weeks of January, it's – it has been a little bit stressful, just like, all right, like this is it. All we got is independent wrestling now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh Yeah, but I don't think that's gonna be the situation like for too much longer. Like I, I mm. do think things are gonna change in twenty nineteen. I'm not really gonna speak on it in detail, but uh yeah, like I do feel like some changes are gonna be made. Well, it, it's it seems good and obviously, you know, we'll be definitely waiting by the phone for you to come back on the show so you can break that news <laughs> uh, when, you, when you need to. The invitation's already always out. Uh, but let me ask you this. About Impact, you weathered the storm as Impact was going through a tumultuous time over the last two years, and now uh, you're one of the hottest free agents. 
Uh, why now and not then? Uh, why did you choose to stick it out with Impact? Uh, regardless of what your, your decision is or now, but why did you choose to stick it out with Impact instead of testing the free agent market, you know, a few years ago? Uh, I mean, I did kind of test it, like, uh, throughout the years. But at the time, really, all the uh, the options were just WWE. Like, that was pretty much it. And, uh, you know, the timing just was never right. And we're in a situation now where it's like uh, Impact barely booked me in 2018. Like, uh, I had a really strong 2016 in Impact. Yeah. Uh, then I re-signed for 2017, but I got injured uh, in the beginning of 2017. And uh, I kind of sat on the bench for most of that year. And then Impact re-signed me for 2018. And uh, they only booked me six times i think which was like just two different tv tapings and uh, also for impact versus lucha underground so mm -hmm. i only made three actual appearances in impact and i just didn't see the point i'm like all right well clearly they don't have any ideas for me and uh they're not booking me so why would i re-sign with them for another year when mm -hmm. they barely used me this year so it just seemed like the right time yeah. No, totally, totally agree with, with the opportunities out there. I mean, seeing it, I mean, you're going worldwide. You're going progress. You're going to game changer. You're going to uh, evolve. I mean, you're in all over the map with different places yeah. you're going. So it, it kind of got me thinking, just seeing all that variety in so many different places that you're showing up at. Of, is there somebody out there that you've never faced before that you just, if you had the opportunity, it'd just be like, it would blow your mind, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I love to wrestle anybody, really. Uh, I love challenges. You know, you talk about, like, wide varieties of opponents. Uh, I, like, consider myself pretty proficient in whatever type of match you want to have. Like, uh, I feel like I can do any job in the squared circle and do it well whether that's a Lucha Libre-style match, whether that's a Southern-style Memphis heel type of match, whether I'm having a guy's first-ever match or I'm wrestling a guy with one leg or I'm wrestling a legend that doesn't want to take any bumps, I feel like I can do a good job in no matter the situation. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's – I'm sorry. Anyone and everyone. Like, yeah, <laughs> pretty much pretty – much, Anybody, I guess, is who I'd like to face because I love challenges. I love weird situations like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, one guy that comes to mind, man, I don't even know. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess, I guess we really know for, for sure we know what's coming up. We know you got PWG tomorrow night with Puma King. And then, of course, you're coming <clears> through <throat> our area here in Silver Spring, Maryland, next Friday night for uh, Flying V Fights, which is now sold out to take on Logan Easton LaRue in their debut show. So that's going to be a – is that going to be a first-time matchup or have you faced Logan before somewhere in your travels? I mean, all right, first of all, that was a solid segue into the next question <laughs> because I couldn't think of an answer. But I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm still going to think of one. Like, you will not stump me tonight. Like, I will <laughs> somebody that I would like to wrestle. But uh, as far as Logan Easton LaRue goes, uh, no, I've actually wrestled him once before. So – uh, it's a familiar opponent. I, I've known him since he was like very young in the wrestling industry, and I see the way he's grown and progressed. So I'm really looking forward to working with him again. Awesomeness, awesomeness. Yeah. So uh, about the flying V, uh, yeah, the fight or flight. Uh, this uh, the, not this coming Saturday, but uh, the 25th 
in Silver Spring. Uh, tickets are gone, so don't worry about that part. But uh, it's going to be in an actual theater, uh, a playhouse. And yeah, I saw something about that. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a hell of a lot different than your bingo hall, your laundromat, or your volunteer fire department. Um, we were we were in there, uh, Nigeria and I, uh, and it's different. You're able to create and do things from a technical and, and artistic uh, you know perspective that you can't do in your traditional India um, setting. Has that changed? How you're going to, to uh, your entrance or what you're going to do, you know, pre-match. Now that you have actual studio equipment to work with. Yeah, I mean, if, if anything, that's going to enhance my entrance with the light-up mm-hmm. suit. Uh, my 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 only, uh, I guess, sadness about all this is that uh, I'm not going to have my Predator light-up suit because that is missing in transit somewhere between New York and Chicago right now. So, oh, dude, it's so bad. But I have I have the original light-up suit that I that I wear. So, I mean, it's still going to look spectacular, but it sucks because I got all the flyers for the Flying V show. They have me wearing the Predator suit, and that suit's, like, way better. So, of course, the one time that I get, like, crazy, like, theater lighting and studio effects <laughs> and strobe lights like, for a sick entrance – I don't even get my like better light up costume, but at least we have a light up costume. Yeah. I did a show in December in Kentucky where both light up suits were not working. So I had wow. literally no light up suit. I'm like, oh great. Like the one thing that makes me like visually interesting, this light up <laughs> costume, my entire gimmick, <laughs> probably half the reason the promoter booked me in the first place. Uh, and I don't have the light up suit. So <laughs> Well, I can tell you well, I can tell you the time you came through Nova Pro Wrestling back in uh, October 2017, the moment yeah. you walked through the curtain in that light-up suit, my five-year-old daughter lost exactly, her yeah. mind just seeing that it. immediately. The kids <laughs> So it works. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'll have you know it, too, um, coming into the Flying V uh, show next Friday, um, that they, because of your entrance, they hired the laser technician. So there's going to be something batshit crazy that's going to happen when you come out. And I know, uh, I, I don't know when that conversation is happening with you, but just be on the lookout knowing that uh, there's, there's a guy specifically coming in that's going to be their engineer uh, that's going to um, enhance your entrance. I can't wait. Hopefully they hired some good photographers. We're going to need some uh, high quality photos of that. <laughs> <laughs> for sure they will. For sure they will be. Uploaded to your YouTube channel. Yeah, right. That I barely upload. <laughs> if not, we'll upload it to ours. <laughs> I was gonna have you guys run my social media from that yeah. one. <laughs> we'll get out there Solid one way deal. or another. Solid deal. <laughs> All right. So yeah, um, don't want to hold you up too much longer. Um, any any, uh, we covered the shows you're gonna be coming up, uh, working soon. Um, and I think we went down all our cars and everything, fellas. You guys got anything? Uh, no, well, I mean, just, just to run it down real quick, PWG tomorrow, uh, Flying V in Silver Spring uh, on the 25th, uh, AAW in Chicago on the 26th. In February, you'll be in Pittsburgh. In March, you'll be in Progress in, in the UK. Um, it's, uh, 2019 is often, like, just often run out gangbusters, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a busy time in my life, and I feel like it's going to get a hell of a lot busier. So <laughs> stay tuned. I'll update my social media, maybe. And, uh, <laughs> I'll, and I'll let you guys know what's going on. <laughs> we will, stuff, bro. we will look forward to it. Look, I seen you last year at um, WrestleMania weekend. I know that you, if one day you worked four shows in a row. And I so was I hungover. Know... It was terrible. 
and Bourbon Street strikes again. <laughs> so right. I know you won't be too quiet come April, no matter whatever your decision may be. Yeah. Um, but we definitely look forward to it. I, the other thing I got to say is, too, thinking about um, you being a free agent in 2019, the landscape of wrestling is just drastically changed. There's so oh, yeah. many different avenues, uh, possibilities, and who just knows what the future beholds. So we definitely wish you the best for sure on your endeavors and whatever decision you make best for yourself. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. No doubt. And beyond wrestling, you know, if you come back in the area and you want to hit up Echo Stage, man, I got some contacts. We can make it happen. (laughs) We walking through the door, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, I'll hold you to that. (laughs) My bad. My bad. All right. So if you want to follow DJ DJ Z, all his information is put in the description. We won't even have him run down all of it. But all his social media that he doesn't update is in there. Um, Check him out. (laughs) Um, all our local people in the DMV area definitely get ready. He will be. Um, if you don't have tickets, I'm sorry, but there may be news breaking on other ways you may be able to watch the show. So stay tuned. Um, at the Flying V's uh, Twitter page, but DJ Z versus Logan Easter Leroux will be that main event, which is going to be one hell of a match, and we all look forward as we will be there in attendance. DJ Z, thank you for coming on tonight, and everyone's listening. We appreciate it. We will catch you guys next week. Yep.